0: Can you feel it this morning? Can you feel it? I feel it. Do you feel it? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We did it, baby. We did it. We beat white supremacy. We saved the world. The hood saved the world. (laughs) Let me stop. Hey, I'm going to just jump right into it. This is another episode of the podcast. I still don't know what episode it is until I go ahead and upload it to RSS, but I got the homie Ron, ron Aroni, Ron B, whatever you want to call him, Ronald. He is a dope individual. I hope you enjoy the show. mic check it's your boy spooks mcgee checking you with the late bloomer podcast i'm just playing (laughs) okay i'm gonna do the thing what's going on everybody this is spooks mcgee with the late bloomer podcast this is episode number i don't fucking know because i lost my shit and i have been out of it out of the box out of my mind out of whatever and i'm back in the game i'm back in the game. And I'm ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. All right, so um, I got my Queendom shirt on. The reason I got that on is because we are running a small contest of sorts where we just want people to spread the word. And how we're going to get you to spread the word is by going online to bloomerpod.com, right, and taking that hyperlink and sharing it with five people. All you got to do is prove to me that you shared the link with five, Five people, and you can get a customized Queendom. I deserve this ashtray for free. Free shipping and handling. Free everything. I will send that shit to you. Okay. Also, if you go to typicaldiv.com, you could um, you know, use the promo code Bloomer and get a ten percent discount at checkout when you purchase some coffee. Home roasted, locally well, not locally grown, but locally roasted coffee. This particular coffee that's out right now is the Kenyan. It's the coffee of the month. Zesty, ruby red, grapefruit acidity, ah, let me, that. let me do that again. Typicaldiv.com, Kenyan coffee of the month. Zesty, ruby red, grapefruit acidity, and savory tomato notes jump out immediately. And we're accompanied by a honey-like sweetness, notes of kiwi and dried raspberry, and a fragrant ar- aromatic A fresh cedar. Ooh! So if you want to get some of that, you need to go to TypicalDiv.com and you need to type in, click on the product page for the Home Roasted Coffee and you could also check out his new single that that, that just dropped as well. Um, What's the name of that single? I forgot. I know it's out. It's called um, Might Change My Life produced by Connor Sudol. So go check that shit out. Anyway, (sighs) what a week. So I got a a, a guest this this morning. Uh, It's 4 a.m. I have work in about, uh, I don't know, maybe three hours. But I figured, like, hey, you got to carpe that motherfucking DM. You got a chance to do something, and you're going to take that chance and take that opportunity to do so. So before I uh, uh, continue... Before I continue, okay, so at this point, I had fucked up the audio, and so I am going to fix that, but what you're about to listen to is the conversation that I had with Ron, and it is the best part of the show, and enjoy. Stop being greedy. Keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. To do that, don't forget to go to TypicalDiv.com and use the promo bloomer code to get 10% off your purchase. One, Hey, what's going on everybody? We back again with the Late Bloomer podcast. We got the homie DJ Ron Beat on the motherfucking Roneroni. Yeah. Okay, so um <laughs> real quick, I just want to make sure that everyone takes a chance to uh, you know, share that link bloomerpod.com. If you show yourself sharing that link with 5 people, you can get the customized uh Queendom brand I deserve this. Uh, Ashtray. It has four uh, ash uh, uh, ash holders. You can put your your joint in there. You can put your cigarette in there. Whatever you want. I don't smoke, so I want to make sure that I get this opportunity to give this to my smoker friends, so that they could get this customized uh, once-in-a-lifetime, limited uh, opportunity chance to get access to this merchandise, and I will deliver it to you for free. No free shipping and handling. Uh, all you got to do is prove that you shared the link with five people. It could be via text message. It could be via Instagram. It could be via Facebook Messenger. It could be anywhere. You could post it on you know five different places, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever you want to do. As long as you're sharing it and you prove that you shared it, we will share it with – we will give you that thing for free. Make sure you block out them numbers. We don't want nobody uh, knowing uh, these numbers. But anyway, uh, if you go to TypicalDiv.com and use the promo code BLOOMER, you can get a free, I mean, you can get 10% off of your coffee purchase when you purchase a home-roasted coffee with TypicalDiv.com. Uh, that's T-Y-P-I-C-A-L-D-I-V as in Victor.com. And they got home-roasted coffee. They got merchandise. They have clothing. Uh, and they even, uh, he even dropped a new, uh, you know, single. Might change my life. Produced by... Connor Sadul. Sudal. Sudal. Sudol. Anyway, cop it, check it out. It's going to be dope. Um, so I got the homie Ron B over here uh, doing his thing uh, at work, and he took the time during his shift to uh, hit us up and uh, get an interview in. And we were talking about the election and all that joke, but the real reason why I called this man over is because he's an engineer, and he's a person who is into um, – the, uh, the world of, uh, mathematics, and I want him to break down what he feels about these math, quick maths, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, first of all, tell me how you, you were telling me earlier how you got into math, you know, you were telling me earlier how you got into math,
1: uh, so...
0: Yeah, uh, you can hear me all right? Yeah, I just got to make sure... This is going to be awkward because I want to make sure that I get you. So I'm, I'm recording the audio too, so go ahead. All right, cool, 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 cool.
1: Uh, yeah, man, I got in a mad, mad young, Like, talking about like three, four years old. Um, my mom, before I went to school, uh, she made sure to, you know, use those those worksheet books, you know, like those pre-K, whatever, whatever workbooks, you know, gave me those and also let me play around on our gateway computer you know back in the day and i don't know what it was man but like any anything that had numbers in it like even go i go to the store and like look at the price tags Mm -hmm. on like all the stuff that my mom would buy and i would like add up the price of the bill at the end and like estimate how much it would be plus tax and stuff like that like just (laughs) random random stuff man and so going through elementary school like I don't know if you, if you had that at your elementary school. I think they stopped doing it years ago. But they even had, like, these little uh, weekly math, like, times table competitions, yeah. like, where you'd have to, like, flip the paper over, like, and then as soon as you was done, you know, and then start or whatever. And, like, I was probably one of the only kids, super nerd, that looked forward to those days, bro. Like, like that was literally my bag. But uh, right. moving on through middle school. <laughs>
0: That's the ad lib. That is the ad lib. You gonna
1: drop it? Um, you gonna drop it? Uh, I am. I, I definitely am gonna drop it, man. But oh, uh, he's an MC, too. You,
0: you know what I'm saying? He's in, and we talk about mathematics. He's mathematical with the bars, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little
1: bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can I spit a quick 8, 16,
0: 32, whatever it needs to be. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to
1: all the MCs out there who can't count their bars. They still nice with them. <laughs> they can't count their bars. It's all good. Um, but anyways, uh, nah, man. When it came to middle school bro like that's when that's when i got serious bro i gotta i gotta give a shout out to uh my geometry math teacher bro her name is uh miss jacqueline anderson and actually i I reconnected with her like within recent years due to an old best friend of mine venicia she actually was like she's like the Facebook, Instagram, Internet, Investigator. If you ever need to find somebody, yo, hit my girl, Venicia, up. Yeah, like you know she I'm saying? Like, she would be, be on the keto, all that. But uh, she found it for me, and dude, it was crazy. I hadn't talked to this woman in, like, 15 years, bro. Hmm. Like, this is how much of an influence this woman had on my map, life, career, like, adulthood, whatever, right. whatever, to where I called her while she was at her job, bro. Like, I literally called her while she was in school and in her classroom, she answered, thinking that it was, like, a a business call, like, somebody in the school calling her. And I was like, is this Miss Anderson? And she's like, it is. Who is this? And I was like, oh, you may not remember me, but I was, like, that nerdy kid in your eighth-grade geometry class that was, like, fascinated about math. And she was like, LeBronne? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, how you doing? She's like, Listen, okay, I'm so happy you called me, but I'm actually in the middle of my class. Can you please call me back at 3:45? Like, Damn. And I, I did. We caught up. Everything was cool, man. But literally, yo, like, I like, I loved math. Actually, now I say this. I liked math before eighth grade, but eighth grade geometry with Miss Jack, Miss Miss Anderson was when I fell in love with that, man, dude. Like. I don't know what it was about that class that like it opened up my mind to to how math
0: literally is in everything. Like no matter what you do, there's math in it. And I know what it was. It was that motherfucking Rhombus. That rhombus go hard, nigga. Uh, <laughs> nah
1: man. Oh, you wild. Uh, uh <laughs> funny thing, I actually didn't even get into tutoring for real for real until I think I was in 11th grade. I, I, was in, I was in Columbus, Georgia. Shout out to my high school, George Washington Carver High School. And my mom, she had a coworker of hers in the military. And she, she was like, uh, no, actually it was, it was a male co-worker. He, he, it was his son. He was having problems with math. And he was talking to my mom about it. And my mom was like, hey, uh, I can see if I can talk to my son. My son really likes math and see if uh, he might be available to help him out. And no lie, that was like my first
0: customer. So I'm scared to death that I'm going to lose these shows because I lost three episodes these last two seasons. So I had to make sure that I was recording once again so I do not lose it because I'm so sick of losing two, three-hour podcasts. So uh, he stopped, and we are kicking back in where we left off. Wah! TypicalDip.com, woo! So the last thing you said was, no lie, that was like my first customer. That's the last thing it caught. caught. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, so that was my that was that was my first customer, and from from that point on, like after helping him, I made sure like every, almost pretty much every semester. Sometimes I took a break in the summertime, but every semester I made sure to help at least one, two, or three students uh, with math courses, and that started from like pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, trigonometry, geometry, calc one, calc two, like all the math classes I ever taken, and. I stopped taking math uh what was that like sophomore year of college yeah sophomore juniors when I took Cal 2 uh but I made sure to, to you know still try to help out but currently though this was the first year and all the years I've been tutoring this is the first year where I actually look to hire people like I actually like brought people on board uh well I took last year was when I when I, when I first started and so uh, you're building a tutoring
0: empire on. like low key uh Trying to, you know what I'm saying, but just
1: a small one, man, because for me, like, I enjoy doing it, you know, um, and, uh, I know you gotta have, you know, multiple streams of income, you know, for the babies, you know what I'm saying, for my young queens, um, but ultimately, too, like, I'm not that type of guy who is going to charge those ridiculous prices, like, because I know that, like, especially, like, when it comes to, like, low-income families that, uh, um, an actual, like, a, a tutoring company, is expensive, bro. Like, the per hour rates for that, I'm not going to say them, but, like, they're stupid. Like, they're yeah. ridiculous. So I take that into account and I make sure that my prices are pretty fair, like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I kind of aim towards those, for those parents who, you know, may not be able to afford those high-end uh, tutoring prices. Right. Uh, but still make sure they get, like, good quality help. And, and, um, and the, the aspect of, of coaching that I like, though, is I really like to work with individuals that, you know, that are on my team and make sure that they are all about like, helping the student to get a better understanding and not just helping them to just get their homework done you know yeah. what I'm or, or do their homework for them. So that way they can understand going into the sessions that, that we do. Like The first thing, one of my, the primary things that I, I want my coaches to focus on is what the students are interested outside of math. Right, right. Because knowing what that is and showing them how there's math in it. Because nine times out of ten, whatever they're interested in outside of math, there's math in it. Right, and right.
0: And that's what we. That's the problem, man. When we were kids, right? If you put uh, eight thousand, if, if the if the sum ended up being eight thousand eight, and you turn the calculator upside down, it says boobs. You know what I'm saying? It says boobs. So that's what that's that's what math is missing, bro. You got to make math sexy. You got to tutor, but you also got to toot that thing. Let me stop. I'm stopping, just playing. Oh man, uh, super facts. Uh, super,
1: super
0: <laughs> no, but real talk. Like math is sexy, bro. Like, like I'm not just talking about figure eight because she bad. You know what I'm saying? Ah, but <laughs> and that should go on for infinity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, but <laughs> but real talk, dog. Math jokes are funny, man. I actually have a math bar in one of my rhymes. It's like um something like uh. I'm just trying to get a piece of the pie. Three point one. Wait, what I said? Three point one four. That's pie. Three point one four. That's pie. Uh, I forgot what it was. Some shit like that. Oh, uh, you got some. You got some math bars. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna actually use your uh, two times table song on my show. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to produce a kids show, so I'm gonna use your two times table song. The one you put on YouTube, yeah. The one you put on YouTube. I'm gonna use that song. I just gotta. I'm gonna reproduce it. Yeah. I'm gonna use the lyric. I'm gonna I'm talk to you about. it was a freestyle, it. right? You know, it was a freestyle. Right? Get the fuck out of here. That what? Like, I well, you're gonna it, get bro. a big check. Um, once uh, once once we get picked up, you're gonna get a big check off of that as a writer. Real talk. I'm with it. No, a publishing no, I'm check. We're gonna I'm talk. Publishing check, yo,
1: yeah, my first
0: one. We're gonna talk, bro. Bro. Yo, Izzy. Hold on, man. Like this book right here, bro. Yeah. I've had this book. Yeah. I found out. I realized since 2016, bro. Right. And man, there's actually a song. It's so funny that you said that that <laughs> that song, man, or that
1: you said pie, man, because um, uh, that's actually it. there. It is right here. The song's called Super Pie. You know, Super no Pie. No one else knows this. No one else. This is a pre-release, man. Like, bro. These these
0: these uh these these math bars. Yeah. Bro. Elite. Sample. This is a sample, bro. Okay, okay. Alright. I don't like sweets, but pie I want more. Hey. Pie without the pie without the E, I want the three one four. Ooh. Cut a slice of cut a slice of cheese, only the best cheddar. I don't speak Greek but I know the best letter. Mm. Constantly calculating mathematical constants, constantly counting geometry all up in my conscience, bro. You're not ready. For your hey, mind. he oh said, God. constantly yeah,
1: calculating you know? geometry hey,
0: in my, in my conscience. Ooh, bro, that's
1: dog.
0: Uh, I wrote that. Uh, what was it? March March 14th. I wrote that, man. Yeah, that's dog. I dope. wrote that. Oh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a math bar. Uh, uh, yo, yo, uh. I'm going to spit a math bar. Hmm, G, I'm going to see what the tree dad said to the other tree dad. G, I'm a tree. Yo, yo, that, <laughs> that? That's my favorite math joke. That's my favorite math joke. That's my favorite one. What, the, what did one oak say to the other? G, I'm a tree. That's fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> yo, but one of the things that I hated when I was a kid was word problems. Word problems are fucking stupid. Because it's like, why the fuck does Johnny have ten apples? Ten? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Johnny's about to have a sugar overdose on natural sugars.
0: Uh-huh. Yo, one of the things went um uh viral where the kid was like, so and so got uh three dollars and some the kid just was like, so-and-so broke. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that? Right, right. Oh man, those are those are the best, bro. Like, but yeah, I was saying. thinking about it recently. It's like okay, so our whole entire everything is based on uh, math. Like you know, the fact that we're even able to talk is based on a very very um, intricate computer system algorithm that allows us to be able to see this called binary, right? And this code, the zeros and the ones and the one one zero zero one one zero zero, right? Uh, Part of my French. I didn't mean to say that in, in, on a public platform. <laughs> I mean, you know, zero zero one zero one one. You know what I'm saying, nigga. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, don't say that, bro. That's, nah, they're not ready for that, bro. Nah, but um, the thing about it is that these binaries, they run all these programs. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all based off of mathematics. Yeah. So we literally can't even communicate, make money, make business without math. Like, you can't, like When's the last time you saw physical money? When's the last time you saw a piece of paper money and was actually it was important to use, right? You know, right. So you you need to rely on algorithms and mathematics to make sure that your your check goes into your bank account and then it goes to your cell phone. All this shit is, is relying on math. You know what I mean? No, well, that's it. Yes, I mean dude, do. Math makes
1: the world go round, man. Like 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 people talk about like investments, stocks, like anything like taxes, like all that credit like it's all numbers bro like like even the other thing i do is i I help people out you know like um with credit repair and you know helping them understand like just the ins and outs of of how their credit scores are calculated and and financial education all that stuff and none of that stuff be
0: possible without math man yeah yeah and another thing is like it's not very common it's here's the thing it's very easy for people who do not take math seriously to be tricked into uh, whatever manipulation and, and, or uh, miscalculation that they want to present to us. So if someone says, well, slavery was 400 years ago, so it's not that big a deal. They don't want to talk about how integration was only 60 years ago. And that, like, like that if, if schools were integrated 50 years ago, um, there's a problem. You know what I mean? It's a problem that you're not doing the real math to really talk about how much work needs to be done to reverse any kind of systematic problems that we have. And one of the biggest things that they do to keep us oppressed is limiting our access and knowledge to financial literacy because I literally had no idea what a fucking credit score was. You couldn't tell me nothing about building credit. I don't know what the hell that is. And I don't know what a 401k is. I don't know what a 501c3 is. I don't know what none of these numbers and letters mean. And it's sad because there's so many people that are in different communities, like Asian communities, Asian American, Indian, Native American communities, African communities, white communities that know how to freak the system and how to work it to their advantage and how to use their math to be able to grow, you know? Yeah. But everyone doesn't have access to that.
1: That's actually why I got to give a shout-out to one of my mentors, too. Uh, He's actually one of my DJ mentors, uh, Mr. Rick Wallace. Um, He, what he does is every Saturday, um, and I don't know if he's done it more than that with COVID or in the current situation, but what he would make sure to do is for his kids, uh, for uh, his significant other's kids, as well as sometimes like uh, his nieces and nephews, every Saturday morning they would have what's called uh, other school which is where it's like they come over to his house and learn stuff that they don't learn in school that they're not going to teach you in school like taxes like credits like investments and shares and stocks and bonds and all that stuff and teaching them at this young age these these kids are like six seven eight and nine years old and they're literally having like a whiteboard having these lessons taught to them and when he told me that i was like bruh, Hmm. like i'm i'm stealing that like that is that's happening like that's even even now, like I haven't, I haven't really got that deep into the stuff with my kids because they're Matt young. Like my oldest, she's about to be four, and my youngest is about to be two. So I haven't really got them, you know, too much of that. The, the main thing that I've been focusing on with them outside of numbers and, and counting and stuff like that is sign language. Uh, that's that's the, the main thing. But I just actually, yo, those looking right now, I just learned how to count and sign language. I didn't know. Until like last Friday mm-hmm. Shout out to Miss Cat Who was at the chiropractor And when you count in sign language You don't just count the same way we normally count It's like this It's one, two, three and The reason why it's three like this And not like this Is because this is sign language for W Okay, mm-hmm. So
0: one, two, three Four, five, six, seven, eight Nine, ten Oh, dope. Um, well, one thing I gotta point out is that while this is something that is combining visual with audio, the listeners who are only listening to the audio portion did not understand any of the shit you just did. <laughs> so what he did was what he did was he couldn't. He didn't put when you're doing three, you can't put uh, the pinky, the uh, the ring finger, and the middle finger up holding the O because that means okay. Right? You can't point it in the opposite direction because what's that? What's that? Come on, gang gang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blood gang. Um, yeah. you can't you can't uh do it with your pinky and your thumb holding each other because that's sign language for W, but you need to have your thumb index in middle standing up okay. so that they could see the number three when you're counting in sign language. But here's the thing yeah the a s l community is really important, and I do see the value in understanding like how to you know um communicate with them, but I don't feel like at this point in time that sign language is imperative to learn even though it is cool to know about it. It's like with all the computers and text and things we could tech we could talk to deaf people all day you know that's true that's uh' that's, that's, deaf. that's actually
1: one of the most convenient ways for them to communicate because I didn't even know until last week that there's actually a, a quick button that you can press on your phone that when you call somebody mm. that allows you to text them through the conversation like through the phone call.
0: Yeah, like, I used know, to date a date girl call. who was... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's called uh, RTT.
1: That's, that's what it's called. What, you, you, said, you used to date
0: a girl? Right, so I used to date a girl who was um, uh, hearing impaired. And in order for us to communicate... Uh, there was this uh, company that you could call, and then you could communicate with them via text. And the person would type to them as you spoke to them over the telephone, and you would type to them. You know, mm. and I would say I would deliberately try to say like you know vulgar things, or sexy things, and try to make her make the 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 interpreter uncomfortable. And <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. That is absolutely
1: hilarious.
0: But then. um it didn't work because I was like, you know, being deaf is a is a huge part of her um. Her her uh, culture, her identity, and suggesting to a deaf person, hey, why don't you just do this? Why don't you? I was young; it's insensitive, but I was like, you know, if there's a surgery that can give you hearing, why won't you just do it? You know, well, you don't want to hear things, you want to hear music? You know? And she was uh, very uh um offended by even the suggestion of getting a cerebral implant you know are you familiar with the cerebral implant
1: yeah 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 um and actually i, I used to follow uh a couple uh, asl uh, people on tiktok and uh, i saw like a couple like um responses about their feelings on it um and i personally i don't i don't know anybody who has went through it but uh, I, I grew up with two aunts, where one, she was actually hearing impaired, and my other aunt, um, she had, uh, I think, it, like, her mom or, or her sister was also hearing impaired, so she knows, sound, even though she she uh, is hearing, she's actually, like, a translator, she, she does, like, a lot of translating for uh, young kids in schools and stuff like that, um, so I, I kept seeing it, like, all my life, and I, I didn't even know what my aunt was even, like, doing, she was, she was speaking to one of her friends, and I think she, she just told me her friend's name the other day, too, um, I forgot what she said her name was, but they were just, they were just going back and forth, and, and talking, and, like, her friend, um, was, like, like, mouthing what she was saying while she was signing. Yeah, reading lips. Exactly. And, I had no idea what was going on, bro, like, all my cousins, like, for, I guess for them, it was just normal, so they didn't even pay no attention, but for me, like, I, I would literally just, like, sit at the table and watch them sign each other, even though I had no idea what they were saying. It was just definitely so interesting to me that they were able to communicate and hold the conversation, mm. like, back and forth when I was speaking like that. Yeah. That was just amazing to me. But yeah. uh, but as far as, for my kids, the main reason why I even got into it with them, because even though I learned it in high school, we had it in, in my high school in South Florida. It was a, it was a foreign language class. But for kids especially like younger kids who can't speak you know learning sign language is very helpful to communicate for them until they are able to repeat words and like understand words that learning signs like eats and drink and water and stuff like that and hungry and sleepy are like you know very helpful right. because until they're able to actually say those words like, especially for babies and i didn't even know this did you know that like you can literally teach baby sign language like after a couple months. I had no idea crazy. That, that was a thing. Uh, like uh, milk, uh, eats. Uh, this is more. Like Sorry. it's crazy. Well, it's super super crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, let me see how much I can remember for the people that can actually see. I'm gonna try to see how much I can remember with the alphabet. Let's see. All right, so this is the part of the show where I was doing sign language and I was talking about like a, B, C, D, e, F, G, and went through the whole alphabet. This doesn't even really need to be in there because you cannot see what I'm doing, so that's pointless. So the next segment is going to be talking about something that was really popular, which was sign language performance art. Typicaldip.com. Oh, okay, okay. But yo, that's interesting. When I was a kid, bro, there was a thing that was super popular when I was a kid, and it was ASL performance art. So like, Jesus, you are my cornerstone, or Lord, I lift my hands to you, like that kind of shit. <laughs> that used to be mad popular, and so when I was a kid, yeah, we used to do that. They even had a ready position where you would like stand like this. For the ones that, that got the visual, it was like this, it was awesome. Um, oh shit, hold on, like this, <laughs> and then, that was the ready position, yeah. Hold on, let me make sure that I'm still recording because I'm so sick of this shit. Not like doing two hour podcasts and then like boom, like nothing. So now I'm like every, I'm paranoid now. Every freaking 30 minutes, I'm checking. Hold on, hold on. Okay, this is the part where I had to do it again because I was super scared. But on the TV was TLC video. So we started talking about TLC for a second.
1: And there was uh, sex as a weapon. That was actually one of my first punchlines too. Was I said something, something, leave the weapon uh TLC giving me that sex
0: as a weapon or something like that. Man. <laughs> man. Like, oh, that was, no, they they was, was bad, bro. was bad. And this is another prime example of not understanding the math of the business and getting fucked. Because they got fucked for every penny, bro. Yeah. That and was this, bad. And them contracts be saying shit like in perpetuity. And like perpetuity, no. they mean forever and ever, nigga, like until like eternity? No. Damn. Like, would you ever, like, that's why I think marriage is interesting, because it's like you're signing a contract for eternity, and it's like, you can't even fathom the the, the mathematics of eternity.
1: <laughs> that's true, man. Like, infinity is, uh, it is, it's actually, like, did you know, dude, there, I don't, I don't know what the number is, I might I'll have to look it up, but there is a number,
0: yeah. like, men- mentally that, like... Only
1: a certain number of humans can even, like, mentally equate to that number. Bro, and it's I not can't. even that big of
0: a number. Bro, they be talking about people be trillionaires and making millions of dollars. I can't even fathom what a million looks like, what two million looks like. A trillion? A billion? The fuck? Dude,
1: there's only a few people in this world are still alive that have ever even counted past, like, the number 1,000. Like, just out loud like people just don't do that people don't like they may be able to do the math or look at the numbers and calculate whatever but like mentally in their head mentally computing numbers that large our minds aren't meant to do that like well, shit. you well, can well, train yeah. your mind to do that yeah
0: mm. Mm. well that's a great way to fill an hour for a podcast you know
1: but, <laughs> count to a
0: one, two, three, four. Five, let's go. Six, seven. <laughs> okay, this is the part of the show where I counted all the way up to 1,000 with Ron. And you don't have to believe me. We did it. We did it, and we did it for the culture. 999. 1,000. We did it. Woo. Hey everybody, you know, I had to edit down all that podcast. We just did we just did a marathon, man. Two hours of counting all the way to a thousand. We did it, baby. We did it, I like to thank my moms. I like to thank Ron. I like to thank Ron, Ron Aroni. I like to thank the homies from SFC for making this all possible. We counted it to a thousand, bro. We did it. We did it, bro. Woo! We did it, baby. We number one. We counted all the way to a thousand, man. That's great editing right there, you know? Um, but yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that, uh, me being a lyricist, someone who is super interested in like language, I have no tolerance for math. I hate, hate, hate it. But there was a time, uh, after I had graduated from high school and I was living with my aunt and I was like trying to like get more college credits so that I can get more courses done where I just got back into math. And I would just sit down with the books and I would just do different versions of the equations over and over and over again. And to be honest, it was actually pretty relaxing just doing the math, you know? And so when it came time to do the test, I pretty much aced it. But when I was younger, I had no interest in that shit. Like, I hated it. I hated all the the, the A equals B, B plus C, the order of operation, PEMDAS, purple elephants marching down the street and all that bullshit. It's like... I, you know, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I ain't got no Aunt Sally. I don't know nobody named Sally Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, funny thing about that, what <laughs> you just like. So uh, there was another one
1: uh, for signs, cosines, and tangents. Her uh, name was Princess Sokotoa. And that's how I was taught. I, I was initially taught. It's S O H C A H T O A. So sign opposite hypotenuse, uh, uh, cosine, adjacent, hypotenuse, and tangent over, opposite, adjacent. Those are just like the angles for, for whatever letters, whatever, whatever. But the craziest ¿Qué? thing for me is... What? Bro,
0: what I, was that? No habla espanol. Uh, no, no comprende, amigo. no comprende, bro. I got to
1: shout out one of my old homies, Xbox, uh, who just recently became a father. Welcome to the fatherhood. Forget, I was helping him with his math homework. Yeah. And I was like I was like, yo, so you know, you, like which I was like, which which uh which trigonometri uh trigonometry function function are you gonna use? And he's like, Oh wait, you tell him all I gotta do the signs and the cosines and tents. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, You gotta you gotta use like, you know, the Princess Sogatoa. He was like, Princess Sogatoa he's like and that's not what we learned. I was like, What'd you learn? He was like, Who you talking about some old hag came around here taking our apples. He said, what? <laughs> what you say? He said, some old hag came around here taking our apples. And I was like, bruh, that
0: the is most... the most down south. Right. And like, <laughs> right. And so, no, hold on no, real no. quick, real quick. Uh, Hold on. It's uh, some old hag. Some old hag. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that you came around here. Uh-huh. Taking our apples. So it's h s o h c a h t o a, right? That's it. That's it. And so it's what is it again? You say, uh, what does it mean again? You're talking
1: about as far as like math, mathematically? Yeah. Yeah, so it's sign, so what it is, it's, 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 it's uh, I think what that word is called, not a euphemism, but like essentially it's just a way for you to, to remember how uh, trigonomic functions relate. To uh, uh, a, a right angle triangle, okay. Yeah. So within a right angle triangle, for those who listen, I try to be as detailed as possible verbally. Within a right angle triangle, uh, right, uh, a triangle has a right angle, a right triangle. So the longest side is called the hypotenuse. That's that's the only side that has an angle to it. Then your uh, your other two sides are called your opposite and your adjacent, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, The opposite side is referring to the side that is opposite of the angle that
0: you are looking at within the triangle. Mm. The adjacent side is the one that's next to that angle. Mm. And so um,
1: the way the the, uh, trig functions work, sine represents you just dividing the opposite side by the hypotenuse side. Mm. Mm. The angle of... uh, Cosine is the adjacent side over the hypotenuse side, and the tangent is the opposite side over the adjacent side. I said all that. If you need help with math, get your boy up nine five four two four three eight six zero
0: one. I got you. Good lord, that shit made that shit sound like like you just talk Russian, dog. Mm. Yeah, it is dog. So it's I got okay. So so the 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 down south version is some old hag came and what? Same some old hag. Came
1: around here taking our apples, which I think would be a dope song.
0: Right, yeah. And so I got one for the New York niggas. Okay. Son, a homie called and he tripping off Addie's. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wait a minute. A <laughs> uh, uh, homie called <laughs> and he tripping off Addie's. <laughs> I, I just made that up. Movies, I, I just made that up just yo, now. That's <laughs>
1: true freestyle MC right now. Right, right. That's hilarious, bro. Like, <laughs> I like that. I'm am literally typing that in right now. Sending it to my homies, bro. <laughs> Anytime I see something funny, like I I don't know if you've seen, there's this New York video. Of this dude, man. I I wish I knew what his name was, but he was he was telling. me, like he was like he's like yo. So it's like. All, all dudes in, in New York they wear hats. He's like, yo, if he wear his hat to the front, just know he from New York. But if he wear his hat like this, if he got his eyes like this, yo, he had his eyes for a reason. Yo, he got a gun. He got the yoster and all that. Like, he's like, if uh, if dude wear his hat uh, to the back, yo, no lie, that's a cop. That's 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 a whole D. That's a detective, yo. All all, all cops try to act cool, so they wear their hat backwards. If he wears his hat like like to the side like this or like this, yo, he's mid his mid to late thirties. Always trying to talk to little girls. Always got stories and all that. Like yo, son, get out of here! Like ha! <laughs> that video, man. Yeah, oh, it kills me,
0: bro. Yeah, That's I love that it. Video kills me. I love it. Yo, so um, one of the things that uh, I find interesting is in hip hop, right? Aside from the obvious eight bars, sixteen bars, whatever, there is mathematics heavily. In rap, rapping, and, and constructing the the structure of, you know, lyricism. Um, being a fan of words, it, it's almost like I'm trying to exclusively separate words from math. But at the end of the day, you know, words are math because the conversation, the rhythm, the There's a joke where um, uh, Seinfeld is talking about uh, when someone gives him a phone number, right? Six seven eight, blah uh-huh. blah 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 blah, right? But if they go six seven uh-huh. eight, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Like that rhythm, right? The cadence of how they deliver, how they give them the phone number messes up whether or not they could add the number that gets to squeeze a, a number one in between. Like, so that kind of shit. So I feel like cadence and rhythm is just as important in speaking as just like the words themselves. And it's, it's mathematical. It's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, you know, it's formulaic sort of to, you know, to do it right, you know?
1: Nah, it is. Nah, it most definitely is. And, and it's, I'm happy you brought that up, man, because, like, I'll be honest with you, man, as far as, like, song structure.
0: Yeah. Like, I I have always been a fan of, like, when I write songs,
1: of going against the general, like, 16-bar hook, 8-bar, yeah, I 16-bar mean, yeah, verse, 8-bar yeah. hook or whatever, um, to where, like, what I was actually doing, like, for some of the songs that I was writing, actually, in this bar book right here, I was doing a 24- uh, or twenty eight. It was either twenty four or twenty eight bar uh, verses with four bar hooks, hmm. and and I was doing like two, yeah, two verses in each song, and I really like that, man, because like, well for me and and the, the, the other love for math too is that like there's typically always more than two or three ways to solve a mathematical problem, hmm. and that kind of goes back to like when you were talking about with word problems, one of the biggest issues. That I have seen as as a tutor and in the math world of teaching is that people don't aren't taught how to change a word problem into a number problem. That's that's essentially all it is. Like if you if you see a problem on a sheet of paper and it's just numbers,
0: yeah.
1: you can turn that into a word problem. Like the way that you the way that you uh, solve it and set it up, you can, you can use words to do that, and you can do it vice versa. If you have a word problem, talk about you know Kirk to my boy Kirk who's looking right now. Kirk has, has twenty six watermelons and he only can take fourteen in his car. Like that's literally just a subtraction problem. But the transition from the word problem to that number problem is where I feel like uh, it's the communication is lost because hmm. uh, not not all people. That's another big thing too. Is like not all people learn the same way. Like you got audio learners, visual learners. You got, uh, I forget what the one, like, people with the hands-on learners would have to actually do something in order to grab something. The, the school system, this is all my opinion and based on my perspective, isn't normally designed to teach people within, like, multiple learning mediums. If you have 30 kids in a class and one teacher... The teacher typically is only going to teach something in maybe one or two ways, even though there may be four different ways that students retain information in mm. that classroom. Mm. And, like, that right there, like, that that's, I think that's difficult for a teacher. Like, like shout outs to all the teachers out there. Like, I wanted to be a teacher, but I, I fell into the, the IT stuff. Yeah. And I will, I will be a teacher later, but for the teachers that are out there, especially, like, right now, like, COVID season, yeah. bruh, like... Hats off to y'all, man! Yeah.
0: Like it's salute. I think Hats that education know. is going more in that direction, where it's like there is no cookie cutter way for things to go. Everyone has their own individual perspective on how life is viewed. And it, oh, look, 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 hold on, look, look. Uh, I don't know how she caught me, man. I didn't. Summer bringing on the sofa. It wasn't me. I don't know, Oh, like she did all the math. He was in the shower, he was on the corner, he was he was <laughs> banging on the I'm, sofa. I'm all the all the I'm math there. is there, you know. It equals to it was you. And you looking her dead in her yeah. fucking eyes and telling her it wasn't you, you lying son of a bitch. You ain't shit. Lying, you ain't shit. But then at the end of the song he goes, yeah. Wanna tell her that I'm sorry for the thing that I Oh now you make up for, right? You sorry now, nigga? You sat here, you tell her a bold-faced lie in her face. She did, the math. <laughs> she did the math. She did the math, bro. bro and the equation was you ain't shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think, education <laughs> I think education is going towards that way where it's like, you know, let's look at the person. And let's assess how they process information. And then let's teach them that way. I think that's way more effective than class, do this, do that. All right, talk to you later. Because you was in your class and you was a head of the class, you know, you was you actually fuck with it, and you was down with how she taught it to you. But everyone in that class that you was in wasn't learning how you learned it. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's
1: just, that's man, that's real big. That is real real big, and that's that's a story of like you said, like the, the current aspect right now too, man. Of like having to connect to that many students, even not even physically. You know, but yeah. still getting that, that information to
0: that man. But, um, bro, I can't even lie, man. I got a ticket that they said they send it, need me on. Actually, now, uh, my, my break actually just ended. Dude, it's perfect uh, time because I'm on 72 minutes, so well over an hour. So I got another podcast in oh, the bag. Man. Thanks to you, brother. Oh, wow. Thanks to you. Appreciate it, man. You know, man. <laughs> I loved it, man. Definitely, definitely loved it, man. We and get, I got work in uh, about two hours myself, so I need to get me a shower, get a nap, and get right back to work again, so. Oh, uh,
1: never, never, man. you always riding, bro. Always, brother.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you. And you know what? Mathematically, yeah. that whole shit makes absolutely no sense, me taking two hours of sleep to get a 10-hour shift, but hey, you know what I'm saying? With all yeah. things God is possible, and sometimes we can defy law. We can <laughs> defy law. <laughs> bars. And get to that ticket, brother. I hope you get that taken care of. Appreciate it, bro. Peace, man. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, man. Peace and love, bro. Take it easy, man. All right, bro. All right, right, everybody. So there you have it. Another uh, episode in the bag. Thank you so much for choosing the Late Bloomer Podcast with Spooks McGee. I got episode number 19 already locked and loaded, so I'm going to release this one just to let y'all have one right now. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to bounce it out. I'm going to upload it. I'm going to release it right now. And then I can go to sleep and finally get ready for work. Peace. The Wiz, who is out here doing his damn thing, Ron B. What's good? Yo, what's good,
1: bro? Man, I appreciate you for taking the time to talk to me at 4.06 in the morning when you got work in a couple hours, too. That's love. That's massive.
0: Hey, man, you know what? We got to do it. We got to make it do what it do, baby. Yeah, That's what Ray Charles said. Uh, it
1: is. That's what he said, yo. It's
0: Well, it sounds like we need to talk about coming up with some kind of a promotion for our listeners if they want to get some coaching and consulting as well and tutoring. Oh yeah, man,
1: that's that's easy. Like that is super super easy. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but as far as math goes, man, dude, I ain't gonna front, man, since I was like four years old. Bro, math has been, it's been my, it's been my favorite of. Nerd, no, man. Like <laughs> uh, exactly. was like, dude, you remember that ad lib, man? Tell <laughs> me."
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're but never uh, going to release no, the music. Just say you're uh, never going to release it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what uh, Four years old, man. That's that's. Uh,
0: we get into all the math shit, uh, yeah. I just wanted to, like, you know, do just a general, like, catch up, you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of shit has happened, man. I mean, wow. What a weekend.
1: Oh, wait. Are you referring to election right now? Okay. Huh? Well, well, wait. Am I
0: referring to the election? I mean, the election yeah, is probably the biggest thing uh, that happened. I mean, phenomenal. Insane. Outrageous. But that's one thing. I mean, people partying in the streets, people turning the fuck up, it's just like wow, you know. It's it's insane. I have a friend, very smart gentleman, who was very convinced, even though he may not support Trump that Trump had it in the bag, he could not lose. You would be surprised if he did win or didn't? Uh, if, he,
1: if he did, like if, he, if he was re-elected, I would not have been surprised. Right, uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's not what my vote was, personally, but, yeah, I would not
0: have been surprised. Uh, I nah, I don't lie, nigga. Bang. You voted for Trump. Don't lie. Nah, uh, man. I drank my hat at Ohio. <laughs>
1: lied, Lord, dope, boy, I don't know if I a little bit of nah, I got Actually, as a matter of fact, yo, buzz back, I, for the first time ever, i because uh, I kept was like I really want to vote a person I really want to vote in person and because of course my main concern was you know having girls and being around the people with the virus whatever whatever. Uh, but then I just kept hearing word you know from other people that after a certain amount of time I guess because people had it. So I got off work that night. I, worked, I actually worked day shift that day. recently. Right. And I was like, yo, I'm going to just go. And I took my absentee ballot in there and validated it off the spot and put my vote in right there.
0: Right there. Yeah, honestly, my experience was pretty good, too. I was in and out. I did that shit weeks before the 4th, Um the 3rd. I did this shit way before. And I just was, like, super surprised at how quick it was in and out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And, man, it's like, it's just... It's just a big victory for humanity. It sounds like that's over exaggerating, but deadass, like I genuinely thought like people have lost their fucking mind, you know? Yeah. Because it's almost like these people, these Trump supporters are in are under hypnosis. It's like it doesn't matter what he said or did or did, um he uh he had them. It didn't matter. Like no matter what they would find a way to spin it to make it so that he seems like logical or these things, you know, were reasonable and all, you know, because they're they live by fear. Like they're afraid uh, that whatever power that they held is gonna just be relinquished. But what they don't realize is that people of color are gracious people. And no matter how shitty they've treated us throughout time, if we start to become more and more prominent we're not gonna treat you like how you treated us. That's just not our nature, you know? All right. All right. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid because, you know, I had a situation with a relationship that I was in where the person, you know, genuinely thought that I was a piece of shit or that I would that whenever I did something, it was with malintent. But it was just because in her spirit, that's what she felt. That's how she behaved. She that you know, her natural reaction is to be a piece of shit to someone that she doesn't like. And so she thinks that everyone is like that. And that's how a lot of people believe. It's like, well, I know what I did, but are you going to like treat me like how I treated you? Because if I were me, I would, do th- <laughs> I would treat me like how I'm treating you, you know? So it's really interesting. But I feel like people of color, black people specifically, are people of spiritual, spiritual people. And if, when you move in the spirit and you move in the light of goodness and light – that it's really hard, even, like, the the hardest thugs, you know, the most hardened criminals that I know or have known, they have heart, they have spirit, and they have compassion, regardless of whatever they do for a living, you know?
1: Hell yeah, man. Uh, and, and that's, that's something I, I, I feel like our people do the best, man, is having that having that drive, having that ambition, and, and like you said, like...
0: Right, right, and uh it's hard for people to understand that um, sometimes people just don't want be don't want to be evil uh that shit is exhausting, you know. Now, yeah yeah um another thing that happened to me that I thought was really interesting is I think that in the South there is this um and let me know if I'm boring you with these topics or i'm I'm you know, steering you away from what you want to talk about, anything like that? We did. Go ahead. So one day I went to a Starbucks, right? Right. And there was a very tall, statuesque, beautiful black woman with locks in her hair, okay? Very, very dark skin, okay? Of all the people Uh. in the staff, she was the only black woman. Not only was she tall statuesque, had a presence, and was very pretty, she happened to be wearing an accessory that made me go, come on, son. And I wanted to know what you thought about this, because I find it interesting that she got upset that I pointed it out, which she can, because it's her right to wear whatever she wants. And doing specific things and wearing specific things is not inherently racist. It's just, come on, son. You know what I mean? So, what she had on was a watermelon-themed mask. Oh, wow. Now, wearing a watermelon-themed mask is not a racist thing. There's nothing inherently racist about doing that. But if you're the only black person in the staff, in the deep south, I'm in, like, way out, like, two hours away from Gwinnett County, like, way in the deep south and you're the only black person on staff, and you're working the drive through right, you don't think that there's anyone out of all the 150 people or more that you see on a daily basis doing this, they're going to go, huh, nigger had on a watermelon mask. Uh, You see what I'm saying?
1: I do, yeah, and uh, and I can't help but agree with that. We already know what it is. We know how the South still is and how the South will continue to be and I mean, uh I, I, I it couldn't have been me. I mean I was definitely couldn't have been me. Right. Uh personally. Uh but I mean there was devil's advocate though like like was Ogre was like she a super big
0: fan of watermelons or like I mean right? Was, was that like her favorite or, or like, because,
1: it would take me a lot, like, because granted, I I
0: have to be honest, I don't like watermelon, but... Right, uh, so the thing is, person. she could just be a fan of watermelon, it could just be a really cool print that she liked, it's really nice color, whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are some things that we just don't do, just if you think about just how you represent yourself as a whole, I feel like it might not have been necessarily something that was Alarming or cause for you to think that you need to reconsider your wardrobe. But just stop and go, well, if I'm the only black person on staff, I don't know if this is a good idea. Let me put on something more neutral. Let me try something different because I don't know if this is something that uh, that would really make sense. But here's the thing. She has no problem with it and has no interest in having a problem with it. And anyone who has a problem with it or notices that it's not a problem, but it's just a questionable act to do in a place where you're standing, representing, I mean, it's almost like, well, everything I do, everywhere I go, I have to represent black people all day, every day. It's like, no, 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 no. But just think about how it's very, very, very subtle, but it is something that could be uh, used to mock you. Like, you're opening the floor for them to mock you. Whether you think that it's, impar- it's important or not, you're opening the floor for someone to mock you. So it, it led me to this question. Do people in the deep, deep South just not care about microaggressions and, you know, little bitty racism that isn't really going to, like, affect them at a, on a grand scale? Because... Um, it doesn't seem like they do, or it's just that they come across it so often that they just decide not to even pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel, for the south, I think that there is a numbness that goes involved to it, where after being exposed to so much blatant racism, or even yeah. like, like even subtle racism.
0: right and that's I pointed it out to her, I wasn't like, damn, girl, you got a watermelon mask? What the hell? I kind of pulled her to the side and was like, hey, you know, like, why are you wearing that mask? And she's like, huh? I said, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Like, why would you put that on? She was like, because I like it. And then she just stormed off. So, my question is, like, maybe Maybe you just don't realize the connection. And, you know, she was young. Maybe you just don't know. Some people just don't understand why that would be considered something odd to do in a public place. Is he hmm Yeah. It's perfectly
1: understandable, too, that, like, whatever circles that she was a part of may have been accepted in those
0: Yeah, that's not the first time she wore the mask. No one uh, ever... Said anything that whole time. Uh,
1: so you were really the first one to speak out on it then.
0: Probably. Probably. Yeah. So I want to say, like, let's say that I'm walking around, right? I'm the only POC on staff, right? I go to work, right, with a mask that's 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 covered in like realistic fried chicken, floating around, like like bunch of little little fried chicken drum drumsticks, some wings, a couple thighs. It's just fried chicken on my mask, right? And someone goes, Bro, what the fuck? Why are you wearing a fried chicken mask? And I just go, I like fried chicken. The fuck? And then I walk away. Don't consider what that might mean to some people or how I might represent them, especially if I'm like working the front desk. And every person that's coming, like I'll come in contact with 300 people out of a, in a daytime. And I go, Let's see, black mask, blue mask, watermelon mask, fried chicken mask. I think i will go for the fried chicken mask this morning. That's the equivalent of that to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's, a pretty
1: pretty equal equivalent
0: there. So my question, so not my question is, but my statement is at this point is... um, at this point in this pivotal point in time where people are proudly representing a drug addict, a pedophile, a tax evader, a person who obviously is a menace to society, a criminal, where your own city hates you so much that when you lose your election, they're in the streets dancing in your own hometown. You know, when, when you see this, uh, when you see people go, Kamala Lama Lama Harris and they laugh about her name and go whatever her name is (laughs) and they're making a joke about a black woman's name when you see this is the is the climate you know I feel like we have to move accordingly and that every little thing that we do and say is going is open for scrutiny because this is a pivotal time you know. Yeah, because it's not like we just defeated Trump. We literally defeated, well, not defeated, but calmed down the threat of what white supremacy could try to do as far as, like, regaining power. Like, these people were really thinking that they was about to be some, like, they was about to uprise, the South rise again type shit. Like, that shit was not going to happen, you know? (laughs)
1: Well,
0: <laughs> right, right. And, you know, the dude that, um, there's a guy on YouTube who's just going around campaigning about all the shit he's been witnessing firsthand uh, as a PA or working on these sets for these live shows like the uh, the uh, pageants or, you know, Apprentice or whatever they did that was live. He was, like, usually there on set doing those stuff. And one time they were in a helicopter with Trump. And he looks down and he goes, this whole area is covered with spicks and niggers and this and that. It used to be all white. He said this. He said that he would say the n word like, you know, more than uh, Eazy E uh, on the on the N W A album. <laughs> like he was constantly saying nigger. And there was a uh, time when they had to uh, a, a winner of the Apprentice was chosen, and it uh, not Apprentice, but a winner of the pa- one of the pageants was chosen, and she was a black woman. And he's backstage saying, oh, they want me to pick the nigger. So he's been racist for as long as he can, as people we can remember, because you got to understand, everyone around him sees black people as less than, you know? So it's really interesting that uh, people were conveniently ignoring all the obvious signs. He's snorting Adderall. He's touching women inappropriately. He's saying the N-word. He's... Uh, evading taxes and people are just ignoring it it's like they're under hypnosis it's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life this man should be in prison because he thinks he's thought for the longest that he's invincible and he's not so yeah, him losing the election, great, wonderful, but he is literally a menace to society. Like he is worse than a lot of these drug dealers or you know, you know, uh, you know, gangsters that's out here in these streets. I mean, Nipsey Hussle was a thug. He was a gangster. He was a crip. I mean, but he was he was he was uh, developing in the city, and his own city doesn't hate him. In fact, they celebrate him. You know, yeah. when Trump got corona, they was like, oh. This man needs to die. Yay, he's gonna die. They was ready for him to die.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like the memes that came out after they like, hang on, the internet is definitely a savage place, bro, because after it came out the dude had, had the Rona man, uh, I'm sorry, man, but those memes were killing me, bro. But <laughs>
0: Yeah. That time was wild. Crazy. And you know, um, the thing that really gets me about this whole thing is uh, what Dave Chappelle said on SNL. Have you seen it? Yo, I didn't finish it, bro. Like, I was, like, six six minutes in. Yeah. Like, what, I, I, that's, that's the one where he's saying, like, he was like, yeah, people are saying, like, that um, now we feel safe. And he was like, nope, uh-uh. You remember what pre-COVID? Like, this
1: time you're talking about, right, what are you talking about? Uh, it came out
0: just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, he was basically saying, like, when Trump got airlifted to the hospital to get the secret serum and then came out, you know, on the other side of Corona talking about, hey, you know, uh, don't let Corona control your life. Don't let Corona run your life. He was like, that's pretty much the equivalent of a homeless, uh, of a guy going to a homeless shelter with a bag full of hamburgers. Like, hey, this is mine. You can't have any, but. Don't let hunger rule your life. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny,
1: man. Oh, bro, I gotta finish that, bro. You I, gotta watch I, it. I, I, I literally have. It's, it's, a, it's literally the last video I watched on YouTube, and, and, and I got like about six, maybe seven more minutes
0: left. Yeah, it's great. You You'll love it. You'll love it. But overall, man, I just wanted to touch on that because what's the point of not touching on that? I've tried my best not to make this a political... Podcast where I'm like talking about, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But man, it's like, if you don't talk about that, what are you living for? Like, why are you in this country? Because this is like in- incredible. The first black Jamaican Indian. Like, that's crazy for the West Indians, bro. Like, what? They got ear horns blaring. Niggas is dancing to the. You know. oh, man, they're to stop dancing next,
1: bro. I guess. <laughs> still going down yeah i got family down, down down there i got them in Barbados Grenada uh Cayman
0: Island <laughs> they're losing their mind but i want you to try to see if you can get on the instagram live so that they could see you when we talk about the math stuff Do you want to try that or do you want to just keep doing the telephone